and welcome to another episode of I'm Worried About Coke! I'm Dan Neff. I'm Autumn Harris. Um, Autumn, yes, you sound a little different? Yeah, well, the weather, it's, it's, it's cloudy out, I'm a little congested. Con- okay, uh, okay, so this is actually, uh, Ryan, I don't know if you want to, are you allowed to give your full name on, like, public? No. No, no so I'm we'll not. just stick with Ryan. Otherwise, I'm going to get a call from the FBI. Yes. Uh, he is the artist behind all of our, our intro and outro music for, uh, what this is, which is the second episode of F Podcast. Oh, um, I, I'm sorry. I should have. That's all right. I didn't tell you about that. So F Podcast. Yeah, thank you. F Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We are talking about the, or we're going to be talking about, because right now we're not talking about it, uh, the second episode of Mr. Robot. Episode uh, 402. Yeah, which uh, I don't recall what the title was. We probably looked it up and be professional. Uh, it was something about paying, payment, payment. Uh, payment required. Payment required. I believe that's payment what it was. given. I think I got it. It started off with the test screen on a television. And uh, Dan and I were discussing before the microphone was turned on whether or not episode 404 is going to start with a blue screen, which would be great. Isn't the 404 error file not found normally? Maybe, but I feel like with Windows, when you get a 404, it pops up that blue screen. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think that's about. got a number on it. It's 404, not found, page not found, server not found. So oh, it's so it's close. not a blue. So, no, it's, well, it's, yeah. it's like the normal thing. Like if you try to go to a website that doesn't exist or, you know, your link is broken, that's the yeah. error you'll get. Well, Sam is such a... Uh, um, Our dog? Yeah, yeah, Sam Esmail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not Sam Esmail, the dog. Okay. If you get a second dog, you should name it Sam Esmail. So that would be time very you just confusing. Yell Sam. Well, but both dogs will come. You won't have to waste your but time. But you don't always want both dogs to beckon. Why wouldn't pole. you want both dogs? And you want to leave one dog out? Jesus. Um, well, maybe. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, Sam Sam loves you know crazy crazy file names for all the, the music and all the shows. So I feel like with 404, he could do something pretty fun because he appreciates all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bigger deal episode. What it reminds me of, and this is going to be a... This podcast is already niche. This is going to narrow it down even more so. Niche that niche. The current relaunch of X-Men comics by Jonathan Hickman. Mm-hmm. Did two six issue episode uh, six issue series that ran like basically at the same time they alternated issues. By the way, we should put spoiler alert in here real quick. No, cause... no, I'm not going to spoil any of the actual things that happened. Well, what no, are... are you talking about the diagram? That no, had no, no, the well, rooms. No, 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 no. This is before. I'm talking about like at for House oh. of X and Powers of X. So at the end of each issue of House of X and Powers of X, there was a list, there was a reading order, and the major issues, the issues that really changed what was happening and like did something huge, were highlighted red. So you knew that even though every issue of those two series like was a big deal, the red issues were like game changers. If I had to guess, 404 for this season of Mr. Robot will would be a red issue. It's where everybody dies. Yeah, it's where because we file had not found death. because right. all the bodies are right. dead. Yeah, this season, by the way, has been a real laugh a minute comedy. Mm-hmm. I feel. Do you so? Do you think this show is going to end on a positive note or on a downer that basically is like, oh, the the bad corporations win, and look at what you did. 
you did this to yourself. It's a really interesting question. Um, before I answer that, I want to rewind a little bit, which is to say, this episode's coming out a little bit late. A little bit. Autumn is traveling for work. She's stuck in the Pine Barrens, hiding bodies in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, Shout out to our New Jersey listeners. Yeah, the... A few of you, you know what we're talking about. Hey, this is perfect to listen to while you're hiding a body in the middle of the night. That's actually true. Um, so we we tried to get an episode in before she left, and it just didn't work out. Um, and she's going to be gone for, for a, a while. Um, so we're recording this one. Ryan's stepping in for her uh, very nicely. Ryan and I used to do, once upon a time, a wrestling podcast that no one listened to. But it was very good. <laughs> we had a fan. We had a fan send us a really nice... Uh, direct message one day he wanted to be on he wanted to That's join right. us I forgot about that so yeah. I, maybe like five ten people listened yeah but it could think, have also been like a killer because it was kind of a weird yeah. message um it we had a ton of fun doing it and it just was one of the things where life got in the way and no one was listening and it turns out there are a lot of wrestling podcasts out there yeah oh and also uh wrestling got in their way because the, oh, right. the yeah, wwe stopped watching doesn't know how to book a storyline mm-hmm. anymore see autumn leaves i immediately start talking about wrestling um <laughs> So, so it was uh, when I needed someone to step in to get an episode. It was either I'm going to do it by myself or Ryan. So, Ryan, thank you very much again for uh, oh, stepping in. Oh, it's an honor here. to be here. Thank you for um, having me. He had not watched. Uh, he hadn't started the season. He was waiting to binge it, and I convinced him to come over and we watched the first two episodes uh, before recording this. So there was, it was my second time seeing both of them, and he's just coming off having seen episodes one and two. And, uh, in one sitting. So. And since I did just watch the first two, could we could we just have a moment of silence for Angela? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was telling you that Autumn had asked me. Yeah, hey, do you know how a moment okay. of silence works? Oh, uh, did you actually want to do a moment of silence? I, apparently not. I guess I guess one of the main <laughs> characters of the show, her death doesn't rate around here. Hey, you're talking a lot for your moment of silence. How dare you? Yeah. So, yeah. Hell of a thing um, to kind of obviously kick off the season, but then the second episode is honestly crazier, yeah. I think, than the first. Like after yeah. that opening, because the first is setting a lot of things up, and the second episode just kind of blows up the whole series. Yeah, we're having a, a combination of you know basically Evil Core and Elliot joining forces pretty much so that we can oust White Rose or do something with White Rose and then Elliot has a third personality yeah which is nuts mm-hmm. which do you have any theories as to what the third personality would be well the obvious first thought is Wellick because going back to season 2 though that was the theory that Wellick really? was not real because of the way he was missing in that season and the way that like he was brought back and like everything about that character was so weird starting with the second season. I don't think it's him. I think if it is him, that's going to be a very difficult thing to wrap my head around and make everything work. And if that's yeah. like, I feel like that's a bridge too far. So I, I don't think that I can't um, remember the subtleties of every episode mm-hmm. where it would seem like they're interacting with other people. That's things like too. you have to think about, okay, what character has, only Elliot interacted with, you know, yeah. or in a way that like Elliot and someone else weren't interacting with, you know what I mean? Like, like it's that thing of who threads that needle. And even though we, we autumn and I had watched the rewatch the third season before this season started, but uh, you know, it's been a little while since I watched the first two seasons. And it's like, I, I am not even prepared to try to yeah puzzle that out. 
Um, I thought for a second, a brief second, but then the logic crumbles pretty easily on this. But I thought it was us because I thought mm -hmm. that they were going to like he was going to look at the screen and say something to us. And then the way the next uh, episode or something starts is there's a flashback where the character is talking directly to the mm -hmm. screen since we're part of this as well. And we've been invited in, but I don't think that really works. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I. It's it's one of those things where it has to be someone we know. Like yeah. you don't say him, the other one. If it's you know you're trying to obscure yeah. like the identity of that person as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, without being really you know, and they don't have that much longer. You know what I mean? Like it's the last true. season, there's only seven or eight episodes left. I mean. So yeah, and it, we had talked about in the first season how different the show looks so far. The first episode. Yeah, first episode, and then going into the second episode, that continues, and you notice it, so I'm not yeah. crazy. Um, well, it's interesting how there are wider shots now, mm -hmm. um, and that could be more, you know, where they're tying in that we're not so much in Elliot's world anymore, Elliot's mind anymore. We're seeing how this is expanding, and the, the cancer of the mm -hmm. corruption or whatever is spreading. And the color, the warms and the, the, the blues, mm -hmm. uh, is quite interesting, because it seems very purposeful at times mm -hmm. uh, with there's blue and, and, and gold in both in, in the same scene. Yeah. And it's like they're dividing. The other thing I noticed rewatching these episodes with you is how much the camera is moving through scenes. Like that's not, it's not like the first time he's used that trick, but I feel like it's very prevalent so far in these episodes. I mean, even when you're thinking of that first scene in at all safe, the camera is like moving through to him or it's following Dom through her house or, yeah. you know, like there's, there's just a bunch of examples already just in these two episodes. Of well, it that. really sucks you into you, you, you're like, it's, it's, it's very much like you are part of the show because when the camera is moving, you have to see it. You just get a broader view of what's going on and it just really sucks you in, especially, you know, last season with episode seven or eight where you were, where they were uh, attacking, um, all safe. Uh, all safe, yeah. yeah. And it's or, just, no, the uh, E-Corp. Yeah, E-Corp. And uh, you're just you're right in there with it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes in this season, in these two episodes so far, you feel like you're just right in there with them. It makes it a very tense, claustrophobic yeah. kind of And the other thing vibe. you pointed out that I don't think I had consciously you know, noticed and certainly hadn't pointed out in our first episode was uh, the change in the tone of the score. Yeah, well, because so I listen to Matt Quayle a lot when I like read or write or something because his music, you know, it, scores in general are just nice to have on as background music. Uh, and the first few seasons, there's a lot of synthy, you know, kind of, like a lot of cool kind of club beats at mm -hmm. certain times. And so far this season, it's just been very cinematic drone kind of stuff. There's some of that synthier stuff uh, interspersed throughout, but it's very, it's it just, it gives you that dread. Uh, in every scene, mm -hmm. and I think that's definitely a, a purposeful choice on their part because we haven't had much of the, you know, kind of choppy hip hop, not hip hoppy, but like peppy sort of music. It's just very drone, and people are dying and everything. You know, it's it's going to be a rough season. I don't think the show is going to make us feel good. You said often. that was a purposeful choice. Imagine if you did it by mistake. <laughs> just like oh oh shit, I uploaded the wrong. Guy. <laughs> oh oh, and he's like watching every episode. Like oh, oh where are the beats? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you'd asked before I rewound and then we started moving forward again. Uh, this is a professional podcast. Uh, what I thought about the ending of the series, if it was going to be, you know, upbeat. I or did that ask that, yes. Um, 
I don't think this is a show that can end happily. I don't think it's necessarily going to be White Rose wins, everyone's dead, you know, go cry into your fucking pillow or whatever. But I think it's just going to be one of those things where they did all this work, but the banality of, of evil and of reality is what we're left with, right? Like, well, we're living in that right now in the United States. That's what I'm States, saying. So, like, so and Esmail is very plugged in and very yeah. conscious and very active and vocal about that sort of thing. So I kind of think there's no way it doesn't end with some degree of... I would compare it to the end of a certain series, except you haven't fucking watched it yet. It's called The Wire. It was on HBO some years back. You should really watch the rest of that and finish it. Um, because the is it ending... about do they sell or is it like a company that makes copper wire? And yeah, stuff it like is. That? It's about a copper wire dealer. Cool. Um, but it it just it's the idea that like what we're living with day to day isn't going anywhere to some degree, no matter what happens. Even in the context of Mister Robot, where you know he took down the biggest corporation, then he brought him back up. He's dealing with these insane you know puppets behind all of our government's kind of situation. And no matter what he does, no matter what happens with these, at the end of the day, the next whoever is just going to step up. And I kind of think that's what we're going to be left with, except with, like, the bodies of several of the characters that we like kind of yeah, behind us. For sure. You know, you brought up a good – I don't know if you talked about this on the first episode because, uh, as I was saying, off – off. Uh, before recording, I haven't listened to the first episode yet that you guys did because I was Such waiting to watch. Well, I wanted to watch the mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. first. But um, so I don't know if you had discussed this before, but you had brought up uh, beforehand. You can just edit this part out because I totally forgot. I was just going to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to leave that in. No, there was I'm something... going to cut it and put it at the beginning of the episode. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. Well, sorry for wasting your time, everyone. Great. Well, we'll just keep moving on. And if you think of it, you can let us go and then I'll cut it back in because yeah. i'm an edit yeah you're, you're an edit um bro. no so this episode like i said it does blow up the series in a lot of ways more so than the the table setting of the first one price is a character who i've always liked i think early in the series when he was more subtle and more even his character was a little obviously his character was like not scary, but interesting because you didn't know what he was about. Yeah. And now that we're at the end and like he's had pretty much everything around him crumble and he has to do all these really big scenes. It's a little at times over the top. Well, but he's got nothing left to lose. And right. so he's a dangerous individual. Yeah. And I, I totally get that. I just I I think it reveals that like maybe there wasn't a. Uh, see now something being critical i'm not being critical or being shitty or being negative but like i think price was maybe written as a more shallow character to begin with and now like they're trying to assign a lot to him when the reality is before the end of last season he was just like bad guy at the top you know yeah that's and now it's like analysis so when he's having to be in there and talking to white rose about all these things he did and like he's talking to elliot at all safe and like trying to convey the idea that he actually is struggling internally i think i don't necessarily buy that he's having that struggle because i do think at the end of the day he is like a soulless well yeah and maybe you're not supposed to buy it maybe it's supposed to be 
again, another reflection of he who will not be named who is in our White House, where it's just like there's no real empathy there, but they still want to try to... I mean, maybe he's upset that Angela's thing gone. Is, but, but that's the thing. Is like, I believe that he's actually upset about Angela being killed. I believe that he's upset that, like you said, he's pretty much lost everything. But now he just wants to watch everybody burn. And so he's going to... Right. You know, I just, I guess I don't know if I necessarily believe that that dude would then be totally all in with the, the cyber terrorist who took down things sure. and all that sort yeah. of like, I feel like... And maybe it's, it's a lack of trust in that character, or it's just that they're trying to instill humanity into a character. Well, it's very jarring because it's yeah. been Elliot versus Price right. and Evil Core the whole time. Uh, and you know, and on on the subject of Price, when he was talking to uh, White Rose and uh, you know said he was going to resign and all of that, if we could do another quick moment of sound for the Christmas tree that just got blasted for no reason. I mean, that was a lot of work, first of all, to put all the, those ornaments on there. Is this a moment of silence? Because you're talking still. No, I'm explaining why we need the moment of silence. I, I, You know, it is nice that you're quicker to do a moment of silence for a Christmas tree than you are for Angela, who's possibly number two or three billing on the show. All right. The and problem is... Also, I think was that was a, a lot... longer... No, that I was think a it was a longer moment of silence. Really, it was about the same. All right. That Christmas tree was a lot of work. Ton of work. That dude did all that work of that woman, excuse me. And well, no, at that point he's a guy. But that's him faking. I, well, I'm he's confused. a woman. Is he? He's a woman. Okay, she's a woman. She's a woman. It's tough. So at that point, she's dressed up as a man. Not gotcha. But like, the tree didn't do anything. No, it she's did not nothing. the one resigning. I mean, tree alone. You just did all that work, probably hours of work, dressing that fucking thing up. Oh, at least hours. Yeah. Did you see? That was over a six foot tree. That was a large. It was an obnoxious tree. Honestly, very. Obno- Even you if know I what? had that house, I wouldn't have that tree. Actually, let me tell you something. Okay. That tree was so obnoxious, it actually deserved what it got. A tree doesn't need to be that big and that sparkly. I'm gonna edit out the moment of silence. I think. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that was necessary. Yeah. You know what? Let, let's let's not even take a, a I'll breath. Cut the, entire the moment rest. of silence from that tree and add it to the moment of silence <laughs> for Angela, and that way you yeah. can quit your bitching. Good. Good. Darlene, Darlene is great in this episode. Oh, she's amazing. She is the one actually trying to deal with things, which is really interesting because early in the series, I feel like she was the one being very aloof and shutting down on a lot of shit. And now it's come back around and she's like doing drugs just to try to deal with the shit that she's feeling. Can't accept the reality of Angela's disappearance. You know, their mom dies and... She actually wants to go there and deal with it and wants to talk to Elliot about it, wants to go to the bank to check this thing out. And on top of that, then she's got to tell Elliot she killed someone. Yeah, it's like, rough. It's yeah. one of those things like this is the end of the series. Like a lot is happening yeah. all the time. So yeah. let's talk about that very emotional scene where they're sitting in the subway yeah. and Elliot and Darlene are, you know, having a really uh, a heart to heart conversation. And now. That scene was very emotionally heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, I was amused the entire time because there's this huge snowman sitting next to them yes. looking ridiculous. Yeah. And it was a really it was a gutsy choice to take such a heavy scene and put this jabroni next to them the whole time who doesn't say anything but you just know that something's going to happen because he's sitting there. Totally motionless, but he... I actually think it was a woman. Like, you can barely tell from the voice, and even the second time, like, I think we just, like, talked a little bit over it. I think it might have been a woman in there. 
So a snow woman condolences, right. right? But yeah. either way, either way, um, it was an interesting choice. Yeah, well, it's funny because you were talking about how this season is, you know, not exactly happy, happy, joy, joy. I feel like you need to do things like that yeah. here and there just to keep it from being oppressively dark in yeah. every single scene. Like there, uh, some levity is needed. This isn't a DC movie. Yeah, got him. <laughs> um, Nailed him. Fuck. So. I and I have to like. Also Why'd make you say sure, that name? Oh yeah, I have to make sure that I'm not talking about things obviously from episode three because I've seen it and you haven't. Yeah, well, I mean, you saw the episode we just saw, so you know what's in it. Which episode was that? There's one with the snowman. There was some other stuff that happened. A Christmas tree got lit up. The one where Price kills White Rose, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's not a spoiler. <laughs> joking, everyone's joking. So. I mean, he sure. could in the future, but that I like. I don't see that happening. That's the thing is like this show. It's it's not that type of thing, right? That's why it's so hard to predict how it's going to end or where it's That's going. That's true, and not to cut you off on your own podcast. But go ahead, please. I just re- and I think I called it a podcast. I just remembered what I was going to say before when I wasted everyone's time. Okay. So So Dan was was saying offline that he thinks that. Um, I, I don't know why now I'm talking about him in the third person. Yeah, let's him right here. You were saying, and I thought this was quite interesting, when Elliot pretty much died at the beginning of the, yeah. or the end of the first episode, and for a second, like, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, are they, are they really doing this? Like, I don't yeah. think they could, because I think he'd be more, but then I thought, maybe there is, so it was, it was crazy. But then when he comes back to life, you were saying, you think he's probably safe now and he's not going to die because oh, they wouldn't okay. do that twice. And I think that's an interesting... Uh, little uh statement there because yeah he probably is safe like it probably means he won't be killed now because they did an emotional scene although it wasn't the first episode which would make people normally be like oh they can't kill him in the first one right yeah i mean you do get a little bit of that oh shit just to try to fake people out a little bit but i i don't i don't think you can open the series with basically killing your main character and bringing him back and then build the rest of the series to him dying yeah the threat of death is what is motivating him, you know, in addition to revenge, but also death and death for Darlene or whatever. Yeah. Is motivating him through this series to go after White Rose and all that sort of stuff. But that to me just says he's not going to die by the end of the series. So yeah, I think I, think I, I do right. think there are going to continue to be consequences for what he's doing, though. I think he's going to lose his sister. You think so? Yeah. And I think that he's because they've had an interesting up and down relationship throughout the entire series, and he hasn't always been very kind to her. And he just lost Angela, and he wasn't very kind to her either. And he's not dealing with that well. I I think that he may live. Or, I mean, he'll probably live, mm. but this will take such a toll on him that everything in his life that mattered will be gone basically if he is able to take down White Rose. My thing is, if Darlene dies, we riot that but in the continuity of the series and what he has shown what elliot has shown he would kill himself like i think he's barely holding on as it is like darlene says in episode two you realize it's a suicide mission and i do think some part of elliot is and i actually said this spoilers for you since you haven't listened to our first episode he was very okay with dying at the end of episode one like, by the end yes. of it, he, he was accepting it. He was good to go. Like, yeah. he fought. He yelled at them. You know, he was like, I can't be I can't be done now. I have too much to do. Like, I hurt people. I got to undo it, yada, yada. 
But when it was actually happening, he was good to go. So I do think there is genuinely a part of him that is okay with dying in the in the course of whatever he's doing now. So if Darlene were to die because of him, that would be it. So that's the only True. reason I think Darlene probably doesn't die either, unless the idea is that Elliot's just going to kill himself at the end of the series. Which, again, I don't think... It's, it's a bleak like message. Route. I yeah. mean, you know, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It is a lot. That is a way to to really bring the party down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you about, um, and I'd meant to bring it up in the previous episode and forgot. You wanted to ask me in the previous episode? No, I'm asking you now because I forgot to bring it up in the previous episode when you gotcha. weren't here, and now I'm adapting the idea. In season three, and I know you only watched it the one time, we rewatched it recently, so it's a little fresher, but there were some very heavy suggestions and themes of uh, the series kind of going sci-fi, of taking turns that would take it out of the idea of it being a grounded story about you know American economics and, and that sort of thing, and into something else, either, you know, time travel or alternate dimensions or whatever. And watching rewatching season three, it was even more apparent because it's like, they just put it right out there and not in the context of Angela being weird. Like that opening episode, when they got the tour going through white roses project, the guy there is it that's leading this tour is literally talking about alternate dimensions. I mean, he's like full on. It's the first thing they do. And I remember thinking, I can't remember what else, but there was another thing, I think, in season two where I also thought it could do something like that. And then a lot of that got tied to Angela. Oh, it was the it was when Angela had been taken by White Rose to that compound and put those tests uh, yes. and whatever else. There's yes. like a bunch of weird shit in that whole thing. And so it all got tied to Angela, and then she dies. Yes. And now we're really just in, like, a revenge story, essentially. So... Not that I ever really thought it was going to go that way, but do you did you ever think it was? Do you think it still could? There was there was a scene in Excuse the third my scene. podcast and you cut me off again. Oh, I sorry. No, I'm fine. It's <laughs> going go ahead. Are you are you done? Uh-huh, yeah, I'm Should done. I wait? No, am it's I, fine. Go. Am I stepping on no, your well, lines? Well, yeah, but it's fine. Go ahead. I do it all the time in the autumn. Should we do some improv? Uh, yes, and I'll just Mm-mm. yes and everything you're saying. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes, and so that was good. Goddamn. Um. I cannot so so like you said I haven't seen the third season uh, since I had watched it the first time so mm-hmm. things are murky but I do remember there was a scene where they were walking down a hallway that's towards, what I'm talking about yeah well toward, and and I remember thinking at that point gee I wonder if they are going to bring in some sort of strange time travel sort of mm-hmm. element because when they were talking about their parents and Angela was so sad and all of that stuff um, and listening to you uh, lay this out now. And in hindsight, now that we know that Angela is gone, possibly what they were going for is, you know, sometimes we hope for alternate realities or we think like, oh, it'd be nice if if we could just go back and change something and do something different. And this show might be telling us now with her death, like we're moving forward and White Rose is in control and Evil Corp. I mean, everyone is just the society is fucked mm-hmm. and so we just have to deal with it. There's no changing it. We can't wave a magic wand and go to an alternate reality and change all this stuff. We have to just deal with what we've made because we don't live in a fantasy world. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, again, I, I don't know, because I haven't watched it in a long time, I don't know what some of the more 
uh, intricate time travel type things that they had going. But I do remember that they, they it was interesting when they started bringing that stuff up because it's like, oh, this show could totally go in a different direction. But maybe that was just kind of, uh, you know, to throw us off and to make us think like, oh, yeah, we like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could just erase all of this? Elliot could figure out a way to like hack time. And, mm-hmm. and but but no, you can't. I mean, I think yeah. the show is pretty grounded in reality. Right. And that's where like I like the idea that it was really SML and, and co floating this idea of what we all do which is kind of look for like that out that yeah. is unlikely but the idea of it is so attractive well also, and then he shot that idea in the head multiple yeah yeah no kidding multiple personalities schizophrenia stuff like that that's sort of a that's alternate realities that's time travel in a sense right yeah it and was so, already like, it weird it was already like crazy, a little off yeah yeah a very not not like crazy in the sense of just everything is so complex and convoluted. You can't trust what you're seeing all the time. And so maybe that's why they threw in some of those elements because maybe they were going to go somewhere with that. And maybe depending on how, you know, what's been happening in actual society is changing kind of what he does with a few more subtle, you know, storyline things. I'm sure he, when he started this, I'm sure he has an endpoint in mind, but mm-hmm. he might be changing it a little bit as it goes along. And maybe he was going to throw in some, Sorry, that was our cat, Jack. Jack agrees with what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, maybe he was going to throw in some time element. But I'm assuming he knew earlier than season three that he was going to shoot Angela in the head in the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I mean, when he talked in interviews and around season one, he'd said it was going to be four or five seasons. So I think he had a pretty good idea of what he was doing and where he was going. Um, It reminds me a lot of the, the idea of these other you know, sci-fi, these sorts of things being introduced reminds me of the first season of True Detective. You've seen that, right? Yes. So were you following like all the online discussion and whatnot of it? Sometimes it was fascinating. Yeah. So people made it into a very big thing and people got very convinced that it was going to be like a, like Lovecraftian, like really crazy shit by the end of it. Spoilers for True Detective. And then it was just a, a crazy guy, you know, Hey man, you take some acid, it screws you up. Right, but like the idea, but it was grounded. I mean, there was it you was know, yeah. it was some philosophical ideas and and the imagery, but like it wasn't anything special. Yeah, and so that kind of reminds me of this, where it's like you start to look at, oh man, it could be like she could she could have seen some really weird shit when White White Rose had her, and like yeah. this legitimately is going in that we still don't know what the project is. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. and it is you know a. a it resembles a large hadron collider, which yeah, we have all does. used. You know, oh, we use them all the time. No, no. What I was saying is that we would that is used regularly now for sci-fi stories, comics, yes. and shows, and whatever the hell else. And it is this big, scary thing that who the fuck knows what it could yeah. actually do. Um, so, I mean, that element is there. This isn't like crazy internet people. Like, well, there's still a lot of episodes left. That's the thing. It's like. They could undo Angela's death at the end. Like, they could, you know, if they start killing off everybody, <laughs> the... It's just, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, is it that kind of show? I mean, I, I realize this is a show that is about a hacker with split personality who sees his dead dad around all the time. Yeah. Who imagined himself in, like, a completely different reality to cover up the fact that he was in prison for an entire season. Yeah. You know, like, there's there's magical giant machines underneath nuclear plants that are being transported to the Congo. I mean, like, there are a lot of fantastical elements already, so it's not, like, a totally grounded show. 
but the idea of it and the soul of it is just it's very grounded so i feel like if it goes if it does take that turn i don't know how much of the audience would like buy in well the narrative that that it's set up it is a grounded show but it's grounded in um perception that you can't trust Mm -hmm. which which makes anything possible then because unreliable narrator yeah i mean it's it's you know we we aren't seeing unicorns running through the street or you know doing banking or whatever but like because he can't remember certain things i mean the way that now there's a third personality like the show could present anything and basically it would it would as long as they do it well enough it would fit into the narrative of what this show is because you it's real but it's questionable mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. basically good i'm glad i brought that up yeah i'm glad you did too you know i want to bring up something oh. that i mean this this was a one of the top moments of uh probably the whole four seasons so far oh wow i want to talk about the power move that agent horton pulled when he was <laughs> interviewing dominique yeah. yeah um so i didn't notice this the first time but i like cracked up while you're watching it this time which is she's all upset she asks for water. Yeah, and they're sitting at like a Batman-sized <laughs> yeah, table. They're one yeah. at, at each end. Uh, and he has both glasses and the jug of water right in front of him. Yeah. Nowhere near where she could yeah. get to him. It's not shared. It's a very... She's not being interrogated. This is like... Yeah. It's, it's like Horton. It's a, to- it's a total power move. You deserve to be thrown off a fucking building. Like, yeah. That's very rude. Yeah. It's, very it's rude. unnecessary. She's... The new ASAC, like, you gotta give her a fucking glass yeah. of water, like, right yeah. away. Not hold it over by and be yeah. like, wait for her to ask. You're but... Gonna fucking rake her, rake her over the coals. If you are, you know, it, it, it can give our listeners and us a, 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 a little hot tip. Like, if we ever need to pull a power move like that, just put the water and the two glasses right next to you. Make fucking them man. ask you. Because then you're in control advice. of the water. I'm sure that's advice that a lot of people listening are going to put into effect. Well, you never put know. Use, put into play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dom, very good segue by me. Great I pointed segue. at you, but it's really by you me. You pointed right? at me, yeah. but you said you. Um, she's going through it. Still going through she's it. She's really going through it. The show does such a good job. She could of, use some water. She could use some water. Life water, not the brand. No, we don't. General, we we don't. Uh, no, water. we're not sponsored by um, Life Water. Unless they want to send us some water. Yeah, yeah. She. The show does a really great job of putting people through the shit in understandable, believable ways, right? Like she was fucking Captain America, you know, when she was introduced, like she was pure through and through. She was the best FBI agent. I mean, everything by the book where she is now completely makes sense. And the worst thing that they do with her now is they make her think She's done it. It's like, okay, that sucked, but I did it. Just go about my life. We're back at it. She's probably thinking, I got that one done. Maybe now I can start to rebuild my life and eventually help take these people down. And then they immediately just kick her right in the shit. It's like, oh, by the way, I also just killed that agent that interviewed you. Don't fuck around. That's why you got to go for 100% every time. Yeah, I guess so, but like... 99.9 isn't good poor enough. poor fucking woman. Like... Yeah. I hope she gets a happy ending. That's kind of my... Now that I'm, we're talking about it, that's like my one big hope. I hope that she somehow makes it out of this okay. That'd be nice. I, I just I don't, feel like 
she she deserves it. I don't necessarily it. see that happen. I don't either, but like <laughs> it would be nice. If there though. are characters who deserve a happy ending, who deserve to get through this, it is her. Yeah. Like Elliot doesn't. Elliot's done a bunch of shit he shouldn't have. You know, Darlene done a bunch of shit she shouldn't yeah. have. Price. Yeah, you know, like all of these people are all very flawed, very they will get what's coming to them one way or the other. Yeah. Dom just tried to do her fucking job. She got pulled in by her asshole boss who was a traitor, watched him get axe murdered in front of her, and then basically had her whole family threatened into cooperating. Yeah, and that taxidermy woman, uh, she's going to get hers. Janice, that's her name? Yes, Janice is her name. Yeah, she's listening to like pro-Charles Manson propaganda. Mm -hmm. She's putting on weird... I was trying to pay attention to that because I was like, I listened to... I I bet you were. No, so there's a podcast called You Must Remember This. I don't know if you've listened to this. They did a long series, like a 12-episode series, on Manson. And it's, oh, really? It's a podcast that's focused on the first century of Hollywood. So it looks in a very detailed way at... They, they basically do, like, themed seasons or series. They did one on uh, Bela Lugosi and uh, who was the other guy? And his contemporary. And, like, Boris Karloff. Yes. And, and, their, and how their careers went next to each other and interacted and that sort of thing. It was very cool. But the best thing that podcast did was the Manson murders. Uh, Charles Manson's Hollywood is what she called it. And now it's actually, they broke it out to a separate feed. So it's called You Must Remember Manson if you people want to grab that. Because it's great. Jack, shush. I know it is great. Um, Jack hates yeah, Charles yeah. Manson. But I've listened to that podcast like three or four times because I'm a weirdo. But it does this really excellent job of breaking down his entire life, everything he before that led up to the murders, everything that happened after, how it tied into Hollywood in an amazing amount of ways. Like, you wouldn't even believe, like, for people that don't know, the connections he had and the people he interacted with and all this, the ways that this affected our country, just this series. Yeah. Of so I'm very interested in that sort of thing. So I was trying to pay attention this time to figure out what the fuck that woman was listening to. And if someone knows that is listening to this and, and would like to tell me, please... Uh, we're at worried about pod on Twitter, but, uh, yeah, that's, I, I don't know what it is. I was trying to figure out if it was actually a pro Manson thing or if it was someone just comparing what they were talking it about. It sounded to kind Manson. of pro Manson, but yeah. it's hard to know because yeah. it was, uh, whatever it was, it was, it was definitely setting the scene for like, she's a creep yeah. and it's weird stuff going on. Does that make me a creep then for listening to a no, Manson podcast? No, stuff like that is fine, but, it, but in the, in the scope of what was happening there. I see. Learning about history like that is very interesting. Which, by the way, if uh, if the listeners haven't seen it, I highly recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a great film. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's great. You yeah, gotta see it. We didn't get over to it. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, when, when it's available, I'll, I'll watch it for sure. Because yeah. I've seen every Tarantino movie. Yeah, they're great. Now, so. He might only have one more. Bullshit. We'll see. Bullshit. Maybe. Bullshit. So, do you think... Well, you've seen the third episode, so never mind that question. But, uh... I don't know. Why don't you go? <laughs> wow, man, you just you just slid right into this whole podcast. Yeah, I sure thing, did. Didn't you? Total um, pros. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Why don't you tell me then what your thoughts are? Because I think we've hit pretty much everything from this episode. The the bigger beats. Um, yeah, I think so. We got what, the power move water. Yep. We got uh, Manson podcast. Manson podcast. We got the very touching moment where. Elliot and uh, Darlene. Darlene were sharing their emotions, yep. and there's a snowman, snow woman sitting next to them. I mean, was there anything you wanted to say? Okay, first, is there anything you wanted to say about the first episode, and then after that, 
what are your thoughts about where this since I feel like I've talked a lot about where this is going for the rest of the season, but what do you think it's going to do the rest of the season? Um, and I will tell you all the ways in which you are wrong when you're done. Yeah, thank you. Would would not expect anything less. Yep. Uh, for your first question of what did I think of the first episode, um, that first episode w- was an incredible introduction to season four. I mean, mm-hmm. just starting off with killing one of the main characters, just this sense of dread that went through the entire episode, the way that there is you know there's a there's a shift in uh the musical score there's a shift in some of the filming it just shows that we're now it, we're we're coming to and it's like things are starting to just break wide open mm-hmm. and there's going to be chaos i mean there's you know that uh that lawyer kills himself in the middle of the street and and totally screws over what elliot was trying to do and oh, uh yeah freddy freddy uh lomax lomax yeah, yeah. lomax that's the one and only jake Busey. <laughs> yeah jake Busey's awesome um have you seen the new season of stranger things i have he's a piece of shit uh at the newspaper that. <laughs> yeah. that's where i'd seen him before yeah Man, i haven't he's... finished that season though so. oh it's good you yeah. should watch it jack my god um but yeah that first episode was just uh it just hooks you right in right away it's like mm. boom here you go here's some people that are dead mm. uh here's where this story's going get ready to be depressed because this season is not going to make you feel good right. as far as where i think it's going um, I really don't know. I, I think that there's so many possible, I mean, there's, there's basically two major outcomes where either Elliot brings all these people down or all these, all these bad people win. And I think this show has done such a good job of presenting its material that kind of like, you don't know if Snape was a good guy or a bad guy mm-hmm. until the very end. Like, they could absolutely have where the message of this show is look at the mess we've made here. Society has, you know, we're, we're just slaves to evil corp. We're slaves to white rose. We just we're saps and like, we can't beat them because we've already made such a mess of ourselves. And so we just have to deal with it. Or it could end on a more uplifting note and say, Hey, we can oust these corrupt people. We can get rid of them and we can take our power back. But I, after these first two episodes, I really don't know which which way we're going to go on that because both it messages seems like the latter is pretty unlikely. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, regardless of where it goes, I think it's pretty fascinating that this show started before all the all the current political madness in America was going on. I mean, it was you know the the seeds were there, yeah. but now now it's so off the rails. But this show has kind of grown with us and it's right now in this fourth season i think it's a reflection of the the darkness that we're facing and so it's like is is esmail and co gonna say hey we can pull out of this darkness or is esmail gonna end this saying we need to live in this darkness for a little while and you know there's hope on the horizon but you're not gonna get it here uh thanks for depressing all of our (laughs) listeners fuck's sake no yeah it's a I, I don't actually disagree with any of that you know what I, I don't i don't want to depress everybody so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that while i was saying that uh a snow woman is sitting next to us yeah. in a costume yeah. and it's it's really amusing it's so everything i said was up. was just underlined with with humor mm-hmm. all right well i mean that pretty much covers mr robot season uh, season episode two now you have to go and watch third episode i do and then every other episode after that like I the do. rest of us and thank you for having me. Sorry that I just eored the entire last half of this podcast. Here. No, because that's not the end of this podcast. For people who only are here for Mr. Robot, you're you're free to tune out 
and uh, you know we'll see you next week. We got some wrestling to do. <laughs> so oh, should I take is... my shirt off? No, no, no. Sorry, wrestling to talk about. That was a that was oh. a Freudian slip right there. Autumn. Um, we're gonna for the next few minutes revive armbar. 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 Why do all of my podcasts? I yell the to- the fucking. It's an attention grabbing. I mean, it's it's marketing yeah. one on one. Shout yeah. at somebody. Yeah. And Everything has attention. an exclamation point. Everything yells. This won't be long. But take a sip of this life water. I wish I had. Oh if they'd God. send us yeah, that life send water. Us life already. water. Send us a, a case of bottles of water. I want to quickly just talk about AEW. I'm not going to talk about WWE. We're just we're. This is a positive. Yeah, crickets we're, we're for WWE in a positive fashion. Crickets. Uh, I know you said you've watched AEW Dark, their Tuesday Dark, yeah. YouTube show. Um, I have, I've been saving that, so I think I'm going to watch all three episodes I've been out so far tomorrow. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Uh, I pretty much know the the general the results for the most part, but why don't you talk about your thoughts on Dark before I talk about Dynamite? Angela gets pinned in the middle oh, of the ring okay. after a five second squash match. Yeah. Uh, no, I would I would just like to say that Kenny Omega has cemented. His status is probably the best wrestler in the world. And, and and this is no disrespect to what he's already done in AEW, but um, his time in New Japan, he, he was on fire in New Japan. And then when he came over to AEW, it's been a he hasn't been showcased as much in mm-hmm. some of the matches. And, and the dark match that you are going to see. With Janela. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is a treat. Um, do you, have you seen any of the Being the Elite? Uh, well, on their channel, the getting room service with wrestlers on the road or whatever, you watch any of those no, videos? No, I haven't. You've got to watch those, specifically the Joey Janela episode. Because it's just the Young Bucks getting room service of Joey Janela. Joey Janela like is a, be a good time. fucking nutcase. Like, he is a mess of a human being. And I remember we hearing We mean him, no disrespect. No, in like the best way possible. Joey. And I don't think he would disagree either. This is a guy that I... He was on Sam Roberts' podcast a couple years ago. He talked about, and this was pre-AEW, obviously, all of his money he just gets in cash and he just keeps it in the top drawer of his dresser. That seems safe. Like Especially when you broadcast that's a shoot. that. Like, he's not joking. Like, that's just like, he just, that's the kind of person he is. And so this episode of Room Service, he tells the most amazing stories, including all this shit that happened with Enzo. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I can't, I mean, obviously I've seen, I saw him, well, we saw him. At All In against Hangman. All In. Do a bunch of insane shit. Crazy. And then at All Out as well. Yeah. Um, so, and I, from what I've heard, this match with Kenny is just as amazing, if not more so. Uh, some insane. some people have thrown around M-O-T-W. No, not W. Match of the World. Just the match of that week. Yeah, yeah match of yeah. the week. Which it probably was, honestly. <laughs> it was definitely the match of the week. Yeah, yeah. Match um, of the, the year is what I meant to say. I don't even know what the match of the year is. I haven't. Uh, there was there was one that got like five and a half stars at some point. Of course, it was in New Japan, but I don't remember. Anyway, um, so but yeah, watch that because it's it's that guy's amazing. Will I don't it activate know, my hilarity. Unit? It will for sure. Janela is a weird one. I guess we'll just talk about Joey Janela for a little for a little bit because sure. he's. I feel like he's great, and like, but he's a stunt guy. Obviously, he's like a hardcore stunt guy. I feel like he could have some good matches that aren't that. But I don't know if like like what his ceiling is as a star and I feel like they've already defined him very early as like the hardcore match guy. Whereas someone like Darby Allen was that guy, but then that match with Jericho elevated him to something else, which I know I don't, you didn't see that match. Did you? No, I didn't, but he did some of his things, you know, some of it, but like it, 
because it was a street fight, but like it didn't feel that way, if that makes sense. Like there were still like weapons and things used, but it was very much a more of a David versus Goliath kind of thing of like you knew he wasn't gonna win, but like watching him work his ass off and try to beat Jericho and actually come close and then like that sort of like it did elevate Allen to something else. So I feel like well, that's excellent. I mean, that's how you use veterans right. like Jericho. And I I think Allen has a pretty high ceiling. Like that is a dude that they could absolutely make like one of the bigger stars in the company. You think he lives in a loft? Pretty pretty high ceiling there. Do lofts like normally have high ceilings? I don't think that's true. Uh I mean, I'm I'm not a realtor, but yeah, it, clearly. If any if any of our realtor Fuck fans no. want to uh uh, tweet to um, tweet us. You can send us your tweets. Tweet him, not us. Um, hey, can we real quick talk yeah, about sure. Jericho? Yep. The fact that he's been in the industry for as long as he has been, and he always he keeps inventing, reinventing himself, mm-hmm. and adding new things. That's mm-hmm. really impressive. He he's definitely one of the greatest of all time, and in the top. I mean. I would probably say now like top five because if this AEW run continues the way it is, like you have to talk about him as one of like absolutely one of the greatest ever. I mean, yeah. you already come down talking about like yeah. legitimate, w- yeah. like yeah. towards the top of the Cause list. Cause they're stone cold and you know, yeah. if but... AEW is successful and it's built on him being the first champ and being the face yeah. of Vixie really is the face. Him and Cody are the face of yeah. it right now. I mean, just the, did you see the promo when he announced like who the inner circle is yeah. and like all that sort of thing? The way he did that it was well done. Just perfect. And, like, exactly what you're supposed to do and exactly what other companies aren't doing and, like, why I love AEW so much. Yeah. Because they can do that. Like, not not even just, like, you know, he curses here and there. It's more like he has ideas, but he's actually able to go out there and execute those ideas himself. And it works. And it's believable because it's actually him saying it. It's yeah. not a script. Yeah. Um. So, I'm really excited for that faction. And... I hope old Jake Hager uh, will put out some better matches than he did back in the day. Because I always liked him, but like I couldn't tell you a single Jack Swagger match. Like I couldn't talk about it. I don't. I don't remember a single memorable Jack Swagger match. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, he's a very athletic guy. That's the thing, man. He's like he's super athletic. He's a huge guy. Like, why wouldn't you be good at it? But like yeah. you. When you're in that company... Whose name we will not right, say. Right, when I talk about it, sometimes you're limited. And yeah. so I'm really excited for him to be able to do something else. Yeah, he's going to so, let he's gonna be yeah. let loose. And him, it looks like it's going to be him and Hangman Page first, which that'll... That'll be good. beat the crap out of each yeah. other. That'll be great. So, um, but yeah, I just... I love AEW. Um, I, I'm kind of looking forward to... I feel like we should just try to go to All Out every year. Whenever well, what we are, I mean, so they called it all in. They call it all out. What are they going to call it next? All out is going to be the branded, like, it's going to be like their, like, SummerSlam or Survivor Series or whatever. Gotcha. It's always going to be the same weekend. It's going to be called all out. It's always going to be, from what they said, it's going to be at that same venue every year. Nice. I don't know if I believe that, but maybe, you know, like, why not sell out an 11, 12,000 yeah. thing every year? Reliably? And that's close to where we live. I mean, that's super it's convenient. 10 minutes from here. Like, yeah. It's insane. Um, and, this year we we got the hookup with a suite. Yeah, we sure uh, it was sweet through uh, my buddy Joel. In case shout out to he's Joel, not gonna be listening, but Joel's gonna him. listen. We'll text um, him. We'll tweet him. Yeah, right. But uh, so it's just it's just so nice as wrestling fans. I mean, 
we both started watching. You watched in the eighties, right? Like when you yeah, did, yeah. So we both started watching in the eighties, and I feel like we've both done the thing where we've watched left, watched yeah. Left. You, you you have to watch and leave. Yeah. I mean that's and before AEW, it was just hate watching for years. It was a wasteland. Looking for the things that we loved, right? It yeah. was like dealing with all the stuff so we could watch Daniel Bryan or But they CM punished Parker. you because when you would get invested someone like Daniel Bryan or Bray Wyatt, right. they would just or Rusev, yeah. who's great, they would just ruin it. And then you'd be like, "Great." I mean, not so much with Daniel Bryan. I mean, they did no, they, they did, did for, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But now you watch AEW and this is a company that loves wrestling and loves its fans. Yeah. And just wants to do really good wrestling. Yeah. And listens to the fans and knows yeah, they respect they, like. they respect their fans and if if fans don't like something they think to themselves oh maybe this wasn't presented well we should change it up not like that other place right. where it's like oh no we know it's best for you so we're, we're going to keep a very doing a good this. job and not talking about yeah well, we're not we either. haven't said we haven't said no we haven't yeah um but yeah i can't recommend enough if you ever did if you stick around one if you're listening to this thank you two uh if you haven't checked out AEW or you're an old wrestling fan and you you haven't you stopped watching a long time ago, whatever. I strongly recommend giving it a shot. Uh, it's genuinely good wrestling in just about every match. It's great storytelling. It's guys out there doing what they love and getting to do it the way they want to do it. And that's kind of all you have to do to do good pro wrestling. Like it's really, really easy. And it, yeah, for a while, people forgot how easy it is to do that. Yeah. That's about it. Are uh, you, you got anything it. else you want to talk about wrestling? Uh, not really. Cool. I do, I, I, I do for the for the people that stuck around. We're gonna reward. I like you. how you said that. You looked at the computer. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I know. Yeah, I know. The people live in a little box. Um, but if you since you stuck around for this whole thing, we're gonna reward you with a little joke. Oh shit! Why uh why do Athenians sleep so late? I'm not. I'm not responding. Cause dawn is tough on Greece. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you want to send us some some marketing, uh, you know. Now, now that we're throwing some Dawn out there, send us that sweet cash. I don't. We don't you do think these... Dawn is going to sponsor this. Yeah, Dawn, of course, Dawn's going to sponsor it. I just brought it all together. Uh, all right, with that, we're going to wrap it up here. This has been the end of Armbar Forever. Armbar, probably not. Um, also, the end of F Podcast. Also, Book the society. end of. I'm worried what about Coop. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We will see you. I mean, technically next week, but with the next episode, which will cover episode three of the last season of Mr. Robot. Peace. Donna's tough on Grease.